all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act their dream with open eyes. Welcome to another episode of Dreamers of the Day podcast. Welcome back, Dreamers. We have with us today uh, a friend of mine and uh, CEO of Blockchain Note. He's done a ton of stuff in the space. And uh, you know what? Without further ado, I'll just let him introduce himself. Thanks, Marcus. Uh, Yeah, I'm really happy to be here, guys. Uh, If you don't know me, uh, I used to be known in the space as XVG Ninja. I mean, I'm still the official Virgin Ninja, but uh, yeah, uh, I do a lot of stuff. Uh, I got into into crypto and I became the XVG Ninja because like I was telling Marcus earlier, it was an initiative uh, for uh, for the admins of the Telegram community at the time that we called ourselves ninjas. And uh, it was an initiative to do that, but that stopped at one point, you know, the bull run goes away and a lot of admins leave. And I just kind of stuck around. And uh, one of my early crypto mentors, her name was Dinny, used to say, Alex is like a ninja. He's always around when you need him. And he has he knows somebody or knows how to do something. So everything gets done really fast. So that's kind of how I like this nickname of Verge Ninja stuck. Uh, So I basically just kind of kept it. But uh, I became more professional in my life and I, st- I changed it to my actual name. So it's easy to manage. Uh, it's my personal brand. I'm more than just a Virgin Ninja. Like Marcus said, I'm CEO of uh, Blockchain Note, although uh, the name of the company is, uh, is Block Social. Uh, Blockchain Note is the, the, the application, which we're rebranding and we will be uh, changing a bunch of stuff soon. Uh, actually, I need more developers for this, but uh, yeah, that's that's in short what I've been doing, Marcus. Cool. Awesome to know. Awesome to know for the people listening. So um, you kind of went over it briefly, but how did you start uh, in this community? You, sa- you said you started with the XVG Ninja. Um, how did you join the Verge community um, and how did you go from from being you know, the XVG Ninja to uh, a CEO? What is that that process <laughs> like? It's a, it's a strange process, but it initially started, I moved to Germany for a girl I met on Tinder in 2017. Uh, I moved to Germany, but I met the girl in 2016. And nine months later, I moved to Germany. She was not pregnant, just making <laughs> sure because of the nine months referral. Uh, and uh, I was buying crypto before, because in 2017, 2016, it was easier to uh, move money into Euro from Canadian dollar by buying Bitcoin and then just sending it over. And uh, it was cheaper than the wire transfer. Now, 
crypto kind of helped accelerate different payment methods. So PayPal, uh, Wise, all these things exist. But I got into crypto and before the bull run and that bull run kind of made it expensive to move stuff. Because if you remember 2017, Marcus, there was like over 180,000 unconfirmed transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain and (laughs) gas fees were absolutely horrible. Like we're talking about like hundred dollars to move $10 of Bitcoin, which is kind of ironic because that's where ether is at now. So (laughs) yeah. Or it's 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 a really interesting uh, dilemma to see how this space evolved. Uh, scam stuff like Lightning Network happened to make Bitcoin easier, but still don't trust Lightning Network. And this is an old argument. Now it's slightly better, but yeah, the space the space evolved quite a lot since since my days. But uh, I got into Verge because one of my friends told me, "Yo, I know this thing. It's cheaper than Litecoin and more private, and it's not like." It's not as slow as Monero and Zcash, so you should check it out. It's called Verge. And I was like, okay. So I, I checked it out and I was like, all right, this is cool. But like I said, I wasn't an investor in crypto. I was just using it to move money from Canada, like Canadian dollar to Euro. And I was like, sometimes I'd get lucky and the value of Bitcoin would rise enough that it would change. Like I, it would cover the conversion fees and the deposit fees and all that stuff. So at the time it was like, you know, there's a, a lot less laws and a lot less, uh, less uh, understanding of crypto, but it allowed me to like basically move money. Like a dollar would give me a Euro basically. So that was really interesting, uh, in- interesting period. And sometime in November or December verge went from like, I don't know, less than a cent to like 20 cent and then i was like you know what i'll buy some because i had some xrp that i had forgotten about that i tested and then it it went up to two dollars so i sold it Mm. so i had i had a few k worth of like something so i i decided i'll buy it to verge and then uh then then there was some some stuff about uh, mcafee and some other stuff and then (laughs) verge value kind of dropped and i had been lurking in the telegram channels for verge at the time but i wasn't taking part i was basically a lurker like 90 percent of the people who are in crypto we just tend to lurk and see okay that looks promising blah or not and i that's when like i realized that verge had a communication problem because at the time a lot of the people that were behind Verge were private and uh, weren't super active on social media, weren't super easy to reach. And so you had people like Peter, uh, Pajama Boy, uh, who basically would do videos hyping up something. But, you know, it was hearsay and people were listening to Peter thinking, hey, he's on the team because he knows these people. And so I decided to be a little bit more active. And so I used to just be around the Telegram channel and uh, ask questions and then make sure that I knew who to ask. So CryptoRec, uh, Mihael, and I was kind of, Dini, I was kind of annoying all these people constantly so I'd get more, more information so that when people ask questions, I had directly from the core team uh, info. And so that's basically how I just got around. So anybody can do this. It's just don't get hearsay, just talk to the actual team members and make sure that you know what you're talking about and explain it. And yeah, that's that's how I got around. And that's that's how I grew uh, my stuff. I officially joined the Verge team in 2018 at the first Verge meetup in Amsterdam. Uh, basically, awesome. uh, Justin and I met and then Justin's like, I want you on the team. 
And that's, that's literally <laughs> that's awesome. how I became on the core team. Uh, it's still the picture of Mihail, myself and Justin is my picture on discord. I don't think I'll ever change that because it's a life-changing moment for me. Uh, it's when I started like, like being more active than just, just a guy in the community. I was now officially part of the team and I was doing something. Uh, and yeah, that led to one thing. Uh, I'm a, I studied international business management uh, in Germany. And before that, I used to work in customer service for a bank in Canada. So I'm very much people oriented. So I use that notion and that knowledge and my experience to, uh, to basically make it easier for people to understand what it's like. I think, Marcus, you mentioned to me that uh, you joined Verge because of like my outreach and explaining to people mm -hmm. stuff. So I've always applied this, this logic and this ability uh, that I have from, from my work uh, to Verge. And that led to me meeting uh, my investors who bought blockchain and basically put me in charge uh, for, for notes. Uh, for Block Social, basically my investors I met through Verge. Uh, a lot of this stuff I've done, some of my best friends in my life I've met through Verge and through crypto uh, because I've used one project that I volunteer and like Verge is a, like we say decentralized, but Verge is really distributed in that aspect. Uh, there's no, it's not a DAO. It's not a, a like, like community of like decision planning or community. Like it's not a, centrally planned thing it's just it's a currency that people can use and anyone can kind of do what they want with that stuff so long yeah. as they respect that verge is a currency that it's open source and open access that's 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 it that's the 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 the, the only the only factor so there's different there's different groups within verge and i've kind of like bridged all of them i like to think i'm a bridge maker or a linker i, uh, I make yeah, links you are. and so uh, I've always kind of done that between different projects as well. And that's that's how I ended up somehow becoming like CEO of a German company that's <laughs> severely underfunded, to be honest. But uh, we our hearts are in the right place and we're yeah. trying to build a social media experience that's uh, that's more reflective of the space. So, you, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what we're trying to do. Uh, we're building the new the new stuff I'm building this, I can say. Uh, we're tokenizing it on uh, the Cadna blockchain. So uh, we're going to have tokens on Cadna. And uh, instead of having our own blockchain, uh, the idea is to run uh, the back end of the social media app on the Flux network, which is a decentralized AWS. Uh, so it's a really cool project. You should check that out if you're not aware of Flux. Uh, run on Flux is amazing. Uh, and yeah, that's... That's the that's the general idea. Cadna is basically what Ethereum 2.0 wants to be. It's a proof of work chain that's also sharding. So there's multi like there's 20 chains right now deployed on the Cadna network, which means that like if there's a lot of traffic on chain five, you can deploy your NFT on chain seven, and you don't have to pay so much gas fees. Awesome. Uh, I haven't followed lately with Cadna, but you can do on-chain NFTs. You don't need an IPFS server or server to store your NFT. So my idea will be that when that happens, uh, Note will be able to deploy uh, Note will be able to deploy NFTs directly as your like your profile picture or whatever you're sharing. 
it disappears on node after 24 hours, but we, I want to build a mechanism so it can mint an NFT if it gets traction or gets public views, or you can mint it as an NFT from the gecko. So your post can disappear, but you can save the actual data of the post uh, locally on chain. So that's, that's my idea for the social media app. Uh, I'm also working uh, on Hyperhub. I told you this like off, off of the podcast before, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, uh, it's a web extension, multi-chain uh, wallet that allows you to sign on both Cadna and uh, ERC standard. So working on that as the uh, like product officer, chief product officer. So it's a lot of stuff that you do yeah. in crypto because this space is so new, man. Like, yeah. if you don't know how to get involved, it's because you're not asking people, how can I help? Mm -hmm. And that's that's the biggest problem I think you'll find is a lot of people expect to get paid, but they don't have a public GitHub. They don't have a public medium. They don't have any kind of public facing stuff. So, you know, uh, if you studied in arts, especially, or musicians, you have a SoundCloud. You have, you know... Like you have things to show people. This is who I am. This is what I've done. And a lot of people show up and they're like, yo, pay me to do stuff. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you have good, good like good credentials, maybe I'll pay you, but I don't know you. And blockchain is trustless, but people aren't. I don't trust you if I don't know you. So I want to see something. So if, if you're new to the space or you want to get involved and you don't know how to do stuff, start getting involved with like open source projects join Verge, do something for Verge, generate graphics, generate tweets, generate texts, explain what it is. If you're a coder, build a dApp, use Verge, integrate Verge in a smart contract that pays in and pays out. There's so much stuff you can do. Like it's, it's a question of imagination. And I think sometimes like freedom scares people. The more freedom you have, the more you don't know what to do with it. And that's why when people have free time, a lot of them just spend time just chilling in front of TV. And I call it doom scrolling when you're on Instagram and you scroll for five hours and like you just do that. I mean, it's OK once in a while. But if you do that every day, you're better spent building something, whatever it is, just build something, man. Uh, to quote the late Anthony Bourdain, just cross the street, go eat at a new restaurant, do something. Your life is a roller coaster. Enjoy the ride. None of us get out of it alive. Hey Dreamers, are you listening to this podcast thinking, wow, I would love to get involved in the cryptocurrency and Web3 space as a developer or coder? Well, I got great news for you. Treehouse has one of the best and most affordable classrooms for you. At Treehouse, they've rethought the learning process and built a proven system to get you the skills and knowledge you need to achieve your goals. When you're done with the course, you haven't just watched the video, you learned and practiced and absorbed the concept. Or choose to build a portfolio, create a network, and land your dream job in the Web3 space with their bootcamp style tech degree program. Land a dev job this year. Whatever your goal is, they'll get you there with 50% off your first month as a podcast listener through the special discount link. That's teamtreehouse.com forward slash signup underscore code forward slash podcorn courses. The link will be in the description below. Now it's back to the podcast. That's true. I, I like that doom scrolling. I'm going to take that and start using it. That's really good. That's so true.
So, yeah. So if you're, you're listening and wanted to know how to jump into the, the crypto space, the, this new and evolving space, it changes every single day. That's how you do it. You have to ask questions. You have to get involved. There's uh, don't expect to get paid right away. There's ways to monetize yourself later, but um, that takes a lot of work. And most importantly, as you mentioned, imagination. So uh, keeping in line with that, that imagination brought you from just doing Verge to doing your own project. And you have, seems like you have like three or four going on right now, right? Like you're doing a bunch. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a bunch. And then um, how would you say that uh, through expanding your your projects, how has that allowed you to meet more people just outside of Verge? You mentioned bridge building and being able to connect with those people, but um, how in like particular has um, continuing to reach out, like allowed you to build more uh, connections and, and build more on your projects? Well, I mean, it's quite simple. You ask for help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. Um, I, I was telling uh, JD from Hypersphere yesterday, uh, I was telling him, I'm like, you know, I'm so grateful because I used to be very arrogant. Uh, I don't like asking for help. I don't like telling people, yo, it's not going well. Uh, when we started speaking, Marcus, you met a new Alex. You met the, the, the 2022 Alex that asks for help. I was homeless for a while uh, after I had a, a particularly nasty breakup last summer and I ended up being homeless and some friends of mine took me in and like I had a mattress in their living room for like a month and a half I think and then I was like you know what I'll ask for help so I asked everybody for help I asked the school I was going to uh, if they had resources you know and I found like I, I live in a student dorm it's not the most uh, comfortable of stuff but it allowed me to uh, to, you know, have my own room, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is a huge step up. And then from there, uh, a friend of mine who I worked with uh, in 2019 before COVID started a business selling COVID tests. And he was like, hey, I need somebody to do, reach, to do uh, outreach for me. And, you know, you're a good talker. You have a pretty face. People like you. So <laughs> uh, come work for me. So I worked for him uh, until May, actually. Uh, now, like COVID is like slowing down. So the need isn't so much there for my job. But uh, it gave me enough of a like foothold that I can start like, you know, I got a car, got the decent stuff that I needed for a living, started working on my projects again. And like what I realized is, yeah, ask for help. Tell people, hey, I need this. And, you know, how can I help you? Because the thing is, it's OK to ask for help, but it's also like, how can I help you? Yes. And, you know, like like I always tell people like, hey, man, let me know if there's something I can do. Sometimes it's just I, I talk a lot. That's what I do. But I also think a lot. So sometimes I just need to listen and then I can give you a different uh, opinion for what you already know. And that helps you build something new. And that's all the help there is. Sometimes one sentence from me is enough for you to build something completely crazy. And people value this, apparently, because that's how I eat and I sleep at night because that's where it gets me money is yeah. these ideas I have. But uh, yeah, the main thing is to just just ask for help and also offer to help and don't ask for anything in return. Just just offer your help and be honest about wanting the help. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the crucial crucial thing. And also being able to say no, like there are times where I'll be like, oh, I can't do this. Like, this is way outside my scope. 
and or the way that you want this done this is not how i do things so it's okay like it, it's it's important to to respect yourself and be honest to yourself but uh yeah you shouldn't be greedy and i think that's what the the biggest problem in this space is everybody sees these bitcoin millionaires because mm -hmm. they were there in 2016 or 2015 and they think yo i can do this but you know for every millionaire on crypto there's how many losers too yeah. You have to remember that like when you're dumping at the top price, like certain certain people in certain projects, uh, you know, if someone is like dumping and you're cashing out, that's because someone's buying. So yeah. you have to remember that you're making money on the backs of other people. And I'm very honest with everybody. I think the market in crypto is way overpriced, but I'm glad it is because the hype and the 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 the, 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 the people who are getting involved are actually building stuff and 99% of the projects out there disappear after a year. But the stuff, yeah. the code they make and the connections you make, this is what's worth it. Like I lost, I think $10,000 worth of like crypto in my, like my time because of like buying in the, in the middle of the market in 2017 and how much money that I make in crypto I don't know because I generally spend it as it comes in because I don't hold, uh, I need to live and I live off of this. So it's not the, the stuff, but the connections that I made, the people that I met along the way, you, uh, Marcus and, uh, Mihail from Verge or, uh, or, uh, Nikki or, uh, JD yesterday or Lewis, uh, th these are the connections that are worth way more, uh, my friends who built Hyperhub, uh, you know, I, I met last year or yeah, last year uh, through HTML coin. And I met them in 2019 working uh, for working on a on a DEX with HTML coin and a bunch of other people. And these friends that I made now are partners in projects, you know, yeah. and like it's not about asking for money. It's just, Hey, we talk about stuff and we talk about life and we talk about different things. And yeah, you, you bond over things. And when I'm not asking immediately money, I'm asking like, what, what, what is it that I can do? Do I know someone I can hook you up with? And if I can hook you up with that person, then enjoy, you know, and maybe mention me and yeah. like. And facilitate. Yeah. yeah. That's, exactly. that's, that's what I like. Um, that's what I like. That's what I like doing too. I like being a facilitator for individuals. If, if I know someone and I can connect you with that person, then that is, that's for me, that's good. I, I enjoy doing that. And I think what, what you're saying too, is uh, just enjoying building. Like that's uh, a, a mentality that is needed. And there's a lot of people that, that have that, but it's getting drowned out by, the, the moon bag people, like you were saying, like, give me my money quick. I, I want to just make a million, like the Bitcoin yeah, people the, did the in hypers. 27. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But those connections, like you said, are more valuable than you making that million dollars right away. Cause if you're, you're making connections, you're having uh, a great time building with people, you're going to build, you're building multiple projects right now. Those projects are amazing projects and those are worth more than having uh, a, 2017 bull run and then leaving crypto like you're building something that's going to stay that's going to be substantial so that's that's really cool exactly um, for me it's a question of legacy i want to build something that like says hey you know like i'm not building this for myself i'm not the only person building this the team and i 
are building something mm -hmm. because we want to say, hey, we believe that this is that this thing existing is better off than the world before it. And that's that's what it's all about. The history of humanity isn't like somebody didn't say, hey, I'm going to make cars because I want to make money. I'm going to make cars because right. there's actually like a, a problem with horses uh, in the 18th century where there's too much horse shit. So cities <laughs> were actually drowning under horse shit. And then when the car showed up, it actually removed like local pollution because there's no more horse shit because cars existed. It was a, wow. we used the concept of a steam engine, but you know, instead of steam and coal, we can now use oil to move people and we can have an electric cart that works kind of like a cart with a horse, but without the horse yeah. and it changes. So I like this, this analogy of cars because where everyone's looking at Elon Musk and whatever crazy thing he's doing <laughs> and like super interesting, but yeah. You know, you don't build something with the notion of I want to build to make money. I build things because I think there's a need for it. And I think if that thing existed, the world would be a better place. And for all of the criticism that you can, and honestly, there's a lot of criticism you can do from us uh, and his ideas and his projects. There are some great things like, uh, for example, the his, uh, his tunnel system yep. and like, okay, you want a private highway for rich people to avoid driving on the roads with normal people. That's basically what it sounds like. But if you're actually using it to build your, uh, your hyperloop system, yeah. okay, now you can move actual like things underneath the cities. Like I always thought that it would be cool if we had pneumatic tubes that allowed people to get uh, deliveries directly to a local area in the city. So you don't have to have giant 18 wheelers through the cities because that's yeah. what ruins your city roads so like you know there's all these these concepts you can change and to have like i think oh, i forget where the quote came from but it's basically it's better to have an idea about something than not having one so even if it's a stupid idea start building it and then someone might come along and build off of that and build it into something better so i don't think that like some of the stuff elon musk does is a good idea i don't like his vision for twitter but because he's doing that then other people can say, Hey, yeah, I can take some of the good elements and we can do something else with it. Yep. And it's better to do that than not have an idea at all. And I think that's what most people are afraid of is they're afraid to look stupid and they're afraid to fail and they're afraid to whatever. And it's like, nah, dude, you have an idea, just do it. And maybe it's stupid, but by having that idea, you can generate a concept and you can do something cool with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A good example of this applied man is the vulgar chef. Uh, he's an American cooker, like cook. I don't know. He's a chef, but he makes really strange stuff. Like, I mean, you know, he makes gelatine mayonnaise snowman, for example. <laughs> and like, I love it. I, I, I love the guy. I watch his stuff religiously. He's on alerts on Instagram because when he makes something, I don't want my friends to say, hey, did you see what vulgar chef did? I, no, I, I see it right away. Because the guy's a maniac. The food is disgusting. Like I show, I show my friends like, why the heck, Alex, you can cook properly. And I'm like, yeah, of course I can cook properly, but it's the technique. It's the concept of what he's doing, you know, like mayonnaise jellied snowman and eating it is disgusting. Yeah. But if you decide to do it into a sandwich and you're making a like weird sandwich, it could be cool. Yeah. And all of a sudden sure. you can build on that concept. So, I mean, 
uh, I, I had an idea of making mayo, uh, mayo tuna ice cream sandwiches <laughs> because I found out that mayo tuna is one of the most eaten ice creams in Japan. What? And who doesn't like, they, Japanese love sweet mayonnaise. Hmm. It's really nice. It's really nice. I like sweet mayo, actually. Like Japanese mayo is amazing. Uh, but then I was like, hey, you know what? Like everyone likes tuna mayo sandwich. And everyone likes, uh, you know, everyone likes uh, the vanilla ice cream sandwich. You know, in the summer when you have that chocolate vanilla ice cream sandwich, it's one of the best things ever. Like Mm -hmm. you have to be like an absolute like demented person if you can't enjoy a cold vanilla ice cream sandwich. And then I was like, yo, you know what would be nice? Ice cream tuna mayo sandwich. Interesting, man. (laughs) <laughs> and they, but that's the thing it's a stupid idea and I, I haven't made it because my ex-girlfriend had the blender and she wouldn't let me make ice cream using her blender. her thing if it was mayo and tuna she's like no way yeah and i'm like but i need to emulsify the mayo and i and the mayo i need to emulsify the tuna and mix it in with the mayo ice cream and my roommates are like dude we don't want mayo ice cream in the freezer it's gonna smell like fish blah 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 yeah. so i never did it but it's a concept. And if you're not afraid of being laughed at for that concept, I mean, actually, I don't care if you laugh at me, go for it. I'm probably a better cook than you, unless you're Gordon Ramsay or an actual <laughs> like trained professional. I, I think I'm a better cook than you. Not a chef. I, That's I don't a challenge chef, to anyone, but I'm a anyone better listening. <laughs> so uh, I just like to do these things. It's just a question of expanding your ideas. And that's what I apply to everything I do in life. It's just, okay, why can't I do this? Like, what's the physical restraining thing that I can't do it? Like, is it because physics tells me I can't? Or is it because monetary I can't? Because then these are things, okay, well, how can I find a way to do this? And if you apply that logic in life, how can I help something advance or whatever it is? You can, you can get involved in the crypto space. You can get involved in any space. Just don't be afraid to fall and don't be afraid to say, hey, I fucked up. Can you help me? Yeah, that's and this is why it's cool to be on your podcast, Marcus, because that's what being a dreamer is about. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that's that sums it up pretty nicely. Like the whole thought behind the the podcast is to not to be afraid to make mistakes and to talk to the people who are building and the people have come through a, a long journey of uh having these experiences already like you've already had all these experiences that you could have given up already and instead you took all those negatives all those things that you mentioned uh being homeless for a period of time you took all that stuff and then you flipped it and turned into a positive you didn't let that stop you from dreaming and accomplishing your goals nothing stops you which is why uh, I really appreciate like talking to you. And then um, even back when I was reading your medium uh, articles and like you were doing uh, more public stuff. When I first started buying Verge, you were like super approachable. And that's what got me into wanting to do crypto way back then too, because it's like, oh, I can actually have a conversation with this, this person. And he seems to like, listen, and it's not, you know, he's not giving me a ton of like negative feedback. If I'm asking questions, he's not saying, Oh, go, uh, get better nerd, you know, get good. Like it was just like having real conversations with you, man. So I I really appreciate that for sure. And, uh, 
I appreciate, you know, you're saying what you've, what you said, that whole food uh, analogy was such a good analogy. It's like, you can't be afraid to, to mess up. You're, everyone's going to make mistakes, but if you have an idea and somebody can build off that idea, then that's, you know, gonna that's help. humanity. Yeah. There's, there's a quote. I, I don't remember who it is, but it's a great quote. And it's basically, we live in a good society when people are growing trees so that, that they'll never see the shade of so that other people can enjoy the shade. Mm. And that's, that's one of the things that like defines what I do in my life is like what other, what secondary benefits to, you know, what I'm doing, what, what are the secondary benefits of what I am doing that other people can benefit off? I don't even know all of them, but I hope that everything I do, other people hear and say, hey, yeah, this is a good idea. And I'm going to expand on that thought and make something else. I don't want credit for it. But if you ever see me down the street and you're like, hey, man, I did that. And you tell me, thank you. That makes me like that's the most the best pays you get in life is actually when when we first had this conversation on discord and you're like yo alex you know like it's because of you i joined verge because i read your post and like but this is this this is the kind of pay for me man it's like hey i've influenced someone to get off and do something more than they wouldn't have done otherwise and that's why i tell people i'm like it's, it's okay to fail it's okay to suck man i if anybody asks me i tell them all the time i'm a loser <laughs> But, you know, I, I also tell people, I'm like, I'm a million dollar man and I am absolutely like yeah. amazing and I look good and I am, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm awesome. I am, I am freaking awesome. Yeah. But, but I also, you know, it's, it's, I know I'm a loser and that's fine. No. I've lost so much in life. No, it's true. I've lost so much in life, but as long as you take an inventory and a cold, hard look at what you've lost and you respect yourself for it and you're like, yo, at least I tried. Mm -hmm. like Wayne Gretzky always says you never you know you never uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take so I will take a million shots and if one of them works out then I'm not a loser anymore yeah and you know I, I think with the people that I met I am one of the wealthiest people on the planet even though Absolutely. my bank account doesn't show it the, the connections that I have the connections I have are actually worth billions of dollars so Absolutely, I mean, yeah you are your network. <laughs> so it's just a question of time, I guess, and to continue building. And that's like, you have to dream, but you have to wake up in the morning and write down your dream and say, Hey, what, what is it that you want? And what are you doing to go and get it? Yeah. And you don't need to have a plan. You don't need to, to like, you know, have a, like every day I need to, to reach this amount. No, no. You just need to do something simple every day. I will do a little bit of what I need to do. So, you know, take one single step into the direction that you want. You want to move to another country? Well, start learning the language on Duolingo yep. and start making friends off of the Reddit thread for that country or join a Facebook group about that country to an expat group. Or actually, I don't like the term expat. So I, I use an immigrant group and just, just go out there and just be part of the, like the, that community and be, do that. And take one small step. It doesn't need to be, okay, I have $10,000 in my account. Now I'm going to do this. Now nah, you don't need that. You can say, okay, what's the cheapest way to start into that hobby and then go into it. You want to start a podcast, just start getting involved in a podcast on a subject that you know. And then maybe one day you'll meet people that are sound editors that might want to help you and build it together like that. Yeah. And that's just, 
just just dream but wake up to the, that dream and say hey i want to live my dream yeah that's that's facts that's a good way to break it down so i know this episode is uh going to be full of alpha for a lot of people who want to get involved and uh have some sort of role to play because you know I always say like, if I make it in anything or if I can do anything, then anyone else can do it. Cause I'm nobody special. I, I like that, you know, you said I'm a loser in terms of I that's, that's keeping you humble because your connections are worth a ton, you know, and with everything you're building, it's easy to get a big head for sure. Absolutely. And then not only that, it's like, you know, a lot of us have other stuff going on. It's maybe it's easy for us to compare ourselves to others and say, you know, I'm doing more whatever, but it's always good to remain grounded and humble. That's, that should be like a key. Um, so, um, transitioning a little bit, what can you tell us about, uh, the, what you're, what you're working on? Like, I know that, you know, there's some stuff that you, you can't say too much about, but like, what else, what else can you tell us about your, your projects and, and what should people, uh, expect, uh, from them or, or what problems are you trying to solve? I should say. Okay. Uh, problems I'm trying to solve is I'm trying to make crypto less cryptic. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a a great tagline. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Uh, so note blockchain was a social media app. That's like, if you mix Instagram with Twitter and Snapchat, so it was basically awesome. everything disappears after 24 hours and uh, it kind of functions like a Twitter timeline scroll uh, and then you have pictures and yeah, it goes away and it was made to show that you can use crypto and social media together and it was a wallet. Now, the problem with notes is that it's a old fork of Litecoin, literally like, like uh, 0.16, so really wow. weak security wise. And the wallet, the social media app is a wallet, but it's centralized on a server. So it means that when you're leaving something on the wallet, if somebody hacks the wallet, it's gone. And also to top it all off, uh, it it uses obfuscation in terms of security. So really like, it's just like the security was really poor. So uh, a few friends of mine had invested heavily into the token or the coin and uh, they basically wanted to keep the app going. And they were like, well, Alex, how do we do this? And I started working on, or working, I was consulting on a project, well, it is kind of work, uh, on how to build NFTs. And I was looking at HTML coin and I was waiting for Cadna to release their, their, their NFT platform. So I was looking at how we could do this. And then I was like, hey, what if we built uh, we built this social media system using a chain like Cadna, like I explained earlier. Mm-hmm. So we want to migrate nodes from its own blockchain into Cadna. Uh, and then I needed a wallet for this. And <laughs> so one thing led to another. And I had friends working on a, on a web extension wallet similar to MetaMask, but built on Cadna. And they were like, well, you know, uh, we're going to do an IDO and we're going to run this. And uh, if you help us out, we'll let you have access to the backend so you can deploy your token and use the wallet access for your own wallets so that you don't need to rebuild a wallet. 
and I don't need to create the, the connectivity logic for the token. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I started helping them, you know, with like their, their business process and like how to make the wallet and whatever. Like I wasn't involved in the actual company. I was just, I'm going to help my friends out. And in exchange, I'd like that. But, you know, like they also told me, if you want, you can join on board our team once we do the IDO so we can pay you and that. So that started and then the war in Ukraine started and these guys were there. So uh, the wallet development got stuck and then they were like, yo, find us a buyer. And I was like, oh, I think I know somebody that likes your concept and also needs this kind of technology for what they want to build. So maybe they want to buy it for you. And in exchange, I want to keep the same thing I had with the initial deal with the backend access for my social media. app, And so that's, that's how we got the wallet and I got a buyer and they bought it and gave me the, the backend logic so I can deploy my social media system through that. So now I, I got this from trying to help people. Yeah. It all, so, it's full circle. So, uh, sorry, I just knocked off my calculator off the desk, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically, uh, basically, uh, so I'm, I'm working now on the, the Hyperhub project as uh, the production officer uh, because I want to make sure that people can use it easily. I can't tell you much more about it right now because the Hyperhub wallet we're building uh, and there's still stuff that needs to be done. But I'm going to Florida next week to talk about it uh, at a conference at the FX Summit. So if you awesome. haven't bought your tickets or you want to visit me in Florida, I will be there. Uh, until uh, May 17th. Uh, so from May 11th to May 17th, I will be in Florida, uh, in Miami. Swanky, uh, man. That's going to be, you're going to go there. It's perfect weather now too. So it's, it's nice because it's gray outside here and it's raining. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing a turtleneck as you can see, because yeah. it's like, it's cold. So I'm, I'm looking forward. I had no clothes. I lost so much weight since last summer that I had no shorts and no shirts all my Hawaiian shirts were like extra large and I lost like, how did, how much pounds I lost 80 pounds. I, I told you. Yeah. So, that's a human like, being he lost. <laughs> so yeah, I basically gave birth to a clone of myself. <laughs> and so I, I needed to buy new shirts and now Hawaiian shirts are in vogue. So they're super expensive. When I bought Hawaiian shirts, I used to go to thrift stores and pay 20 cents a piece. Right. And now they're like five or $6 a piece. And I'm like, what? Since when are Hawaiian shirts like in vogue? So whoever did this, I'm really pissed at you because now I wear small and I have to rebuy my shirts and the ugliest shirts I have. I mean, I'm pretty proud of the lobster shirt. That's that's amazing. But like I had so many ugly shirts, man. And now I need to find new ones. So <laughs> that's they knew they they're like, OK, this is what we're going to do. He's going to lose. He's going to lose 80 pounds and then he's going to have to go to Miami and wear like some summer type clothes. Let's, let's up the prices on these guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, guys, I, it's a conspiracy. I just school, you know, like give me a break here. <laughs> like somebody sent, send me some ugly ass shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure uh, once you get there and um, get around, I'm sure then probably somebody will be able to be like, hook you up with something, especially if you're going to be presenting there. Hopefully you get something. I don't know. They told me not to wear the lobster shirt at the, the summit. So I'm, I, I actually just bought today. I'll show you since we're on a camera. I just bought myself a short. Dress oh, that's shirt nice. That's all black. So, uh, I mean, I'm seeing an Italian girl, so she's fashionable and you know, I'm, I'm North American. So for me, a good looking shirt is the shirts Carl Urban wears in, uh, 
in uh what's that superhero thing on uh on amazon uh um, the boys yeah the boys like you know those ugly shirts that he wears yeah. to me those are amazing <laughs> like i watch this show and i'm like okay i don't usually check what dudes wear but these are amazing shirts <laughs> and i don't know who makes carl urban shirts but if you hear this podcast i will wear your shit man I will wear it every day. I will put a logo on my forehead that it's you. Like, I look good. I'm skinny. I'm not like a buff guy. I, I don't look as good as Carl Urban, unfortunately. But, you know, I can rock the shit out of, out of flowery shirts. Hey, man, there's still there's still time if you if you did want to get buff. There's plenty of time. What's Carl Urban like? He's got to be 50s, maybe early 50s, late 40s. I don't know. But that's there's probably uh there's some time you get jacked and doesn't he i saw a commercial doesn't he wear um uh like a duster like a coat over his his hawaiian yeah. shirts okay yeah, exactly yeah so i'm thinking of the right show <laughs> but because because that, that's a good look man like you know I, my first startup that i worked on was way before crypto i'm actually still working on that project but this is top secret but I used to wear uh, like a like a suit jacket, and then I had a shirt that basically spelled out bacon with beryllium, cobalt, and nitrogen from like like <laughs> the atomic awesome. chart, and yeah. like it was one of my favorite shirts. Um, I'm vegetarian now during the week, but uh, but back then I used to eat like a pack of bacon like every two days or something because it's like still one of my favorite things. To Delicious, eat. yeah. It is like, especially like, I mean, okay, you're American. So you have a weird notion of what Canadian bacon is, but mm -hmm. Canadian bacon, we call it back bacon and no one eats it except maybe like old geriatrics and people with lack of taste buds. Mm. Uh, our, our bacon is the same, but we have, I come from Quebec where we produce maple syrup and we have bacon that's like cured in maple syrup. Interesting. That, that sounds awesome, good, man. It's sweet. It's amazing. It's that sweet and good. salty and like, you know, we're, we're talking about like quarter inch cut bacon slabs when you buy the thick ones. And it's, yeah. it's just amazing, you know, and mm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to eating bacon when I get back to Canada. I'm, I'm going to Canada for a week after Miami and like I'm, I'm going to get these like, I don't care. I'm vegetarian during the week, but I'm only there for a week. So yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Have fun there, man. Have fun. How many days um, for that week are you presenting there? Uh, so the summit is three days. It's okay. The weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm speaking at a panel on crypto on Sunday from a more technical standpoint, uh, because I'm not a like I'm not a I'm not a chart person. I'm not an investor. I don't consider myself an investor. Like I said, I I, I believe in crypto for the technology and I use it for what it is. And it for me, it's a, it's it's a it's a way of life. It's not a I mean, yeah, some people, it's a way of life too to trade, but I don't have time. I'm more mm -hmm. of a builder. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going there to talk about uh, Hyperhub and to talk about uh, what we're doing with it and to present the stuff that I'm doing that I can't talk about. So you guys should follow Hyperhub, should stay tuned to it. Uh, if you don't know Cadna, you should definitely look up Cadna as a blockchain. Uh, it's basically Ethereum 2.0, but it's already live. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you can follow no blockchain. Uh, I'm hoping that we can do the rebrand for it, uh, very soon. I'm looking for developers. So if you're a developer, web developer, graphic designer, UI front end, back end, uh, for, for note, uh, we will pay in tokens, uh, and project ownership. So, uh, that is, that is something we're looking for. So, yeah.
Cool. Yeah, I um, actually, um, I'll forward your info to a few different people because I thankfully I have met uh, more than a few developers recently. So I can, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, I'll give you their contact info or I'll just forward uh, your info to them and they can reach out, whatever. But yeah, it is, that's way. one of the cool things about working in the space is making all those those connections in the fact. Yeah, that exactly. And I mean, my invoice is always uh, inbox is always open. You can tweet at me. You can reach me out. Sometimes I tend to disappear because for mental health, it's, it's good to disconnect. Once oh, in yeah. A while. But glad you uh, mentioned that. That's good. But uh, yeah, if you are persistent and you just keep tagging me, I will eventually answer. Uh, it's not a. It's not that I, I don't want to answer. It's that I have a lot of on my plate and I'm trying to find a way to chew it all. And like my steps are moon size now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, you got you got a lot of plant. You got projects going on. You're you're doing Cadna. You're doing. Uh, no, you're doing uh, still stuff for Verge and in the process, it sounds like you were closing deals and now you're, you got travel plans. It's a lot, man. So yeah, um, definitely one bite at a time. And, and um, I'm glad you mentioned mental health. You always take care of that first guys. Don't ever feel like you need to get overwhelmed with, with stuff and, and that to be the working norm, make sure you're taking your breaks. If you need to take your breaks, always good to catch your breath. Um, let's see. So, uh, going back to Miami real quick, last question. Um, are you going to be there presenting by yourself or you, or can you say, can you say who's going to be there with you or not really, if you can't, then don't, don't say anything. So I'm, I'm just going to say that, uh, that some of the team for, uh, for hyper hub will be there with me. Uh, we're like I said, I can't present that info until okay. it's, we're there. So, uh, but it's pry. big. Uh, people will be excited by by what we're doing. Perfect. And uh, yeah, is it's, is it's there awesome. is there going to be like a stream that we're able to watch on, or or is it going to kind of just be highlights you'll post on your social media after? I think I think a lot of the stuff for Hyperhub will be uh, will be uh, recorded and used for uh, for marketing purposes after. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. People listening, if you uh, are interested in, in knowing more about that, then that's the way you'll be able to find out. That'll be really, really cool. And you'll have to let me know how Miami was. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, last time I was in Florida, I was, uh, I think, 17, 16. So it's been a while. I, I, I remember, though, because it was minus 40 Celsius, which is close to minus 40 in Fahrenheit for you Americans. Uh, it's really cold. Like, like your nipples are freezing cold and you're wearing like six layers of clothes on you when we left. And then the AC stopped working in the bus when we got to Georgia. Mm. And then we got to Florida and I came out. It was the first time I was in the States without my parents. So I decided to be really like really Canadian. So I was wearing a fur hat and a lumberjack shirt and my like big ass winter boots. And I just got to the beach, but like wearing shorts. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, so this is what it feels like to be in December, but st- uh, January and still be able to go outside in shorts. Yeah. I was like maybe 22 or 23 degrees Celsius when we got out of the bus. 
But since there's no AC and it was like minus 40, that's a 60 degrees difference. Mm -hmm. So we were all like, yo, we all ran into the, the ocean and all the locals are just looking at us like, <laughs> what the heck is wrong with you people? One of them came up this year. Ah, you must be Canadian. I'm like, we're all Canadians. That's why we can go swimming when it's like 23 or 24 degrees outside. Oh, wow. Celsius. Yeah. Wait, let me see. 23 Celsius. Fahrenheit. I used to be able to do this offhand, but now I can't. Yeah. So that's 73 Celsius for you, uh, 73 Fahrenheit for you guys. Wow. Yeah. That's like, I, I live in Chicago. So it's that yeah. for us would be a pretty warm day. Like that's a pretty good day in Florida. Yeah. I'm sure that's just like, that's every day. That's every yeah. day. Chicago, I mean, we're used to like, uh, if it's 40 degrees Fahrenheit or, or, you know, 32, we're like, you can, you'll see people out in shorts and a hoodie. Like it's such a weird combination. I, mean, I come from things. Montreal. So we have, I, I think it's a bit colder in Montreal, but it pro yeah, it probably is. not so far of a difference. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to everything that, you know, you got coming down the, the pipeline and i also since we're on and i can say this and more, more people will be able to hear i tell you this all the time but i really appreciate what you did uh not only for me but like for the rest of the verge community and the people who were uh blossoming into crypto at that time i just did a pod with ellis and um before we actually recorded, we shared similar sentiment about, you know, you in particular. Yeah, it was cool to, you know, see Justin because back then he had, I think he had like a, a Twitch a, a while ago, a long time ago. Yeah, or, or, yeah Justin or you, had a Twitch. Well, he still has a Twitch, but he rarely goes on. Yeah. Justin's a very private creature. Mm -hmm, yeah. It was cool to see him like, because he came out every now and again, way back in the day. And it was cool to see him and like, you know, interact with him very, very little, but you were that bridge for so many people, dude. I don't even think you realize like you bridge so many people into cryptocurrency and the Verge community and then the broader crypto community from that. Like, yeah. So I really appreciate that. Um, I know Ellis appreciates it. Um Major Tom, we've talked about this before. He appreciates it. It's, you know, really because of you and that um, connection focus that you have and building things that enabled all of us to get into the space and grow and expand out in different directions. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have to have the same belief as I do. You just need to go and build something. Like, yeah, we're so early in this space. Like, people don't realize this. Like, I think you sent me this, the link to, to that Twitch where, uh, the, no, it wasn't a Twitch. It was a Twitter thread about Dogecoin being the future crypto. And I was like, guys, we're so early. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was great to see all these bag shillers shilling their bags. Like, yeah, we know, Elon, you have Dogecoin. Mm -hmm. And we know that, like, you know, whatever exchange wants Dogecoin. And Robinhood, we know you can sell Dogecoin now because everyone criticized you for mm -hmm. not being able to sell Dogecoin. Like, we get it. You have a Dogecoin wallet. You're proud of yourself for it good job like I, i'm happy like that's that gets people to the space cool mm -hmm. but like you know the concept of crypto back when i started looking at crypto the cool thing was atomic swaps that would allow people yeah. to change from different chains without having to go through a centralized exchange and like that's still my end goal i don't care what it is that you do 
because crypto, the value of money is not actually in the money. The value is the network that it does. We all agree that it has X amount of value and we can move that value easily. And that's what crypto is to me. So, you know, Dentacoin is technically a weird, dumb project, but it's also a actually really valid, good idea to mm -hmm. say, hey, you can use this coin to pay for dentists because that's yeah. what value, it's a network to move value from a user to that user and like ideally you can you can make smart contracts or chains for any kind of any kind of like supply line and say yeah we use this token to move value of this and then it turns into that coin to be used for that thing and then it keeps privacy because you're you're not using one currency for everything you're using dentacoin only when you go to the dentist so you don't need to hold dentacoin if you're just going to spend it at the dentist, you just buy it before going to the dentist. And I mean, I'm a privacy advocate at, at heart. I am very public about everything, but I also believe in like, you know, sharing with who you want to share. Um, mm -hmm. I've shared, I share info with you, Marcus, that I don't share to a lot of people because I know I can trust you. You're my friend. I'm like, all right, this, this guy is my friend. I trust this man. So I will share stuff before I share with X, Y, Z people because, you know, I trust you. And it's not like I don't want to put something out there for everybody to see it and then be like, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I, I agree. And I understand that same with you, like, you know, with ideas and stuff. Yeah, that's I share with you, too, before I, I share with, you know, the populace at large or other people that I would have ideas and then like you said that's the whole idea of crypto it's just that exchange you know it's it's an exchange of currency between parties and exchange of uh, information and and if you don't want people to to have that then that's great then you use the the blockchain you have that single transaction usage like for denticoin or you have um as much as people like to say like you know bitcoin's private it's it is what it is you know people aren't really it's I mean, not blockchain's not that private. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's not the it's not the nefarious force some of the senators uh, say it is, and it's very very easy to catch to catch people. So, but but it is money. That's I mean, it, money's money, and that's what money it was. Money is a network to move value around, and what values for you is different to me. Like yeah. you know, I might have a shrimp cocktail, and you might be allergic to shrimp. So if someone gives you a shrimp cocktail and says, "Hey, Marcus, here's this." This has no value to you. It'll kill you. And then I'll say, hey, I'll give you $10 for that cocktail because I love shrimps, you know, and mm -hmm. then that's that's we use money to facilitate this exchange because, I mean, maybe you don't have a text for me to edit or any kind of advice that you need from me. So I can't pay you right away. That's why money exists. Mm -hmm. Blockchain is an evolution of that because, I mean, there's economics behind how currency is valued and whatnot, because now it's no longer just, you know, money is not just between you and I, it's also between countries and between uh, supply and demand and a whole bunch of other stuff. So the, the idea behind Bitcoin initially was so that governments no longer control the money supply, it's fixed, and inflation can rise and fall. But with Bitcoin, the inflation is on how it's being used that generates the inflation. So yeah. uh, once we move from a post fiat world, then we'll enter in a new type of inflation, but 
we're just making the networks closer to moving the values that we want to move. Mm-hmm. And we're democratizing access to the value of those networks. So I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist for two seconds because of that, because to me, it's, it's a network like a MasterCard. Like it's not money that's on your credit card. It's a loan and it's a network to move the money from the bank to your buyer, to your seller, so that you get something that you can value before you actually pay for it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and same for me. I'm not, I, I went through my, my phases of um, crypto learning too. So I, I did the, the uh, altcoin thing back when I first joined 20, late 2016, 2017. Um, I was still buying pretty much everything. And then I went through a little Bitcoin maxi phase in uh, like 2019. I was listening to a lot of Max Kaiser, who's, you know, who's right in his own, his own way, I guess, you know, um, but I went through that whole thing. And then I came on the other side of that and realized how much value I missed in other coins and markets. It's like every, he's like, everything's a scam. Everything is going to zero. Like, no, it's not, it's not. Everyone values and wants to send value across these networks. Like if you hold an NFT, then you're going to use Ethereum, you know what I mean? For the most part, or Solana or whatever. These are what people are using and they value those, those chains because that's what's moving the, the illiquid JPEG for them. That's what's moving the picture for them. It's like people are going to use these networks and that's what's going to happen. So, you know, the maxi thing, yeah, no, everyone is going to use something that, that fits their, their needs at the end of the day, whether, you know, uh, it's Ethereum at the end of the day. I have no idea. You know what I mean? I have no idea, especially with the fees being crazy. And then that whole ape mint uh, on the land really, that was gross. That showed a huge, huge, huge problem with the gas fees. So I mean, uh, people are going to move money uh, how they feel like it. But, you know, I think what you were talking about in Cadnan, like in optimizing networks and things like that, is that's what's going to be what's useful to people. And you building stuff like that in the long term or for the long term is what's truly beneficial. So all this maximalist stuff, whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, what was one of them for a while? ADA? you know uh yeah cardano people there's there's cardano maximalists for a long time and it's like or link marines and all these like groups it's like there's going to be stuff's going to move value it is what it is you can put value those people can put value in that if they want but there that is not going to be like the chain that ends all chains that's just there's no such thing as a chain that ends all like it's it's like i said it's a we're so early that it's just like like mm-hmm. maybe the stuff that we see here right now will be gone in 10 years. For all I know, Bitcoin will be dead in a hundred years and you'll have something that replaces it. Like before Bitcoin, like Bitcoin is not the first like crypto thing. Mm-hmm. It's the first, like the first completely peer to peer version of Bitcoin. That's, that's what was revolutionary from uh, Satoshi. But before that, there was eGold that yes. almost won but e-gold went crazy like the founder of e-gold went absolutely insane and that's a whole crazy saga in itself it's absolutely interesting but had you been able to send gold by email with the early outlooks because that was what was going with e-gold like they were supposed to have a deal with microsoft but then 
dude went crazy. Uh, <laughs> in short, like there's, there's, it's it's an entire drama. It's fascinating. There's so much drama in the crypto space. Yeah. Uh, always been, and it's crazy. But Eagle just disappeared and died, and then Bitcoin. And thank God, Bitcoin came out because it was a good concept. And it's evolved. Like, look at all the, like we talked about earlier, PayPal and Wise making like banking cheaper and more available to people. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is what challenges for innovation does. And that's, that's what I'm all about. That's, I dream of challenge being challenged because this is the, it's how I become a better person. I'm not a better person because I sit with people dumber than me. I'm a better person because I'm the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> that's a good way of thinking, man. And that's that's a really good way of thinking. I like that. I'll have to. That's something I'm going to call back to mind for sure. That's that's a really good way of thinking. So uh, in closing, do you want to plug social media? Do you want to? The floor uh, is you yours. Follow me on Twitter at Alexandre uh, Ederer. Uh, so that's my full name, basically. So Alexander, but the R comes before the E. So pronounce Alexandre Ederer. Uh, and then you can follow my, my social media for Note Blockchain. Like I said, we're trying to build a decentralized version of what it already is. Uh, so I need to, to build a team for this now. And uh, yeah, uh, you should definitely check out Cadna if you don't know. Uh, I keep telling... I keep telling Marcus and everybody in the NFT spheres, yo, stop using Ethereum and use uh, use Cadna because it's cheaper. And now you can you can deploy your NFTs on chain. So uh, I believe you can. I don't know if it's out, but I have the code, by the way, Marcus. So you can have the smart contract codes for uh, Cadna. Perfect. Uh, it's it's a different standard than ERC twenty. It's called Pact. So it's it's completely different than the ERC standards for Ethereum, but. Uh, yeah, uh, way cheaper in fees. And yeah, again, I'm plugging them in because I do think they're a better chain than Ethereum. And it's unproven technology, of course, but this whole space is unproven technology. So uh, it's that's what you got to do. Go fast, break stuff, fall down, fix it, apologize, and like return the money. I saw some somebody who was making an NFT project raise millions of dollars and actually reimbursed everybody, including out of his own pocket because the owner of the like design he wanted to use, I think it was a lotus flower, uh, didn't want want it to be minted as an NFT. So he reimbursed everybody that had invested in the project. Wow. And I was like, yo, this is the kind of stuff I need to see in the space. Like he publicly explained what happened. I'm not sure the whole story. All I know is he reimbursed everybody. And I was like, damn right, man. Like you, you say what, it, what happened. You say, I'm sorry. You reimburse everybody if you can out of pocket. And like, you know, like. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's, that's the heartwarming, like true story. Blockchain is trustless. Yeah. But like, we have to trust each other before we can work with a chain. So yeah. So, yeah, that's um, real quick, too, before uh, we completely close out. I do. I have that story from MJ from uh, the Stoned Ape Club. She did the same thing. Um, there was some minting problems at the beginning. And she was saying that, you know, her engineers like, well, you know, this stuff happens. Everybody kind of expects it. You don't get all your mints right away, whatever. And she's like, well, uh, that's not right. So let's just refund everybody. And they did. I think she said they refunded um, over three Ethereum or a little more than that. So 
they, I, I don't remember what the value was at the time, but you know, maybe like 75, well, it's probably about 25 now. So it could have been closer to three grand at the time. So maybe 9,000, $10,000 they, they gave back to people just off jump. So that's, I, I feel like that's how you do these projects. And, yeah. um, and like you said, you, uh, you have to be able to trust the people that are making these blockchains that the people need to have trust and the blockchains can themselves be then trustless. So, um, yeah, I, I'm sure you'll continue to build and get a ton of, of people on board because of your attitude. And then, you know, a lot of people just want to want to work with somebody who's going to be honest in the space and you got that in spades. So keep it up. I, I can't wait. We'll have to do a, a year in review in, uh, in May of 2023 and see where everything's at with you. Because I know everything that you're working on is going to oh, end up being be crazy, man. I mean, I, like every week for me is a new adventure. So like, you know, people who talk to me for only once a month or something like, so it's new with you. And I'm like, when's the last time we talked <laughs> because i mean you know this we talk every week and then i'm like yo this happened last week you're like what yeah <laughs> so yeah like I, I can barely follow myself sometimes i wake up and i'm like oh yeah this happened now i have to do this now because i mean this is this is the life i wish for everybody where you're almost overwhelmed but at the same time you're totally in control of everything mm -hmm. like because you're not overwhelmed. Like when you are overwhelmed, you're doing too much. You need to learn to say no. Yeah. But you want your life to be kind of like on autopilot where the things are leading themselves and you just have to make the right choice and be honest and just do your thing. Whatever it is that you're good at, just, just build in that thing. Don't do it for someone else. Do it for yourself. And I think it's, it's the hardest thing for a lot of people is to do things for themselves. They do it to impress people yeah. or they do it for someone or for something. No, just do it for the sake of that's what you need to do. And then you'll realize that, yeah, sometimes it is work, but generally it's not. It's, it's part of who you are. Cool. Well, on that note, we will close out this episode of Dreamers of the Day podcast and uh, look forward to you know, more alpha and getting more advice on how to get involved in the space. Every project that he talked about, I will attach below in the description and you'll be able to, you know, click the links or um, copy the, the links, find his social media, find the projects and start from there. And he said he's always open. So blow up his message box. Thanks again, Alex, for coming on. And uh, we'll do this again real soon yeah man thanks marcus and yeah if you need help crafting a tweet or you need people to talk to let me know I'm sure i can hook you up awesome thanks for tuning in dreamers we'll see you next week